You're listening to the Jewel City Podcast. You can join us in person Sundays at 10 a.m. or 6 p.m. We have something for all people and all ages. Or join our live stream at 10 a.m. In this podcast, we'll hear a message from Pastor Robert. Well, I love to preach. Uh, and then there's times that I feel like I need to teach. And uh, I had prepared throughout the week for a message today and I was excited about it and I told my wife Friday night, I said, wow, can't wait to uh, preach this message. I said, it's going to be powerful. Yesterday morning I showed up early here and some of the deacons and their wives were out in the cafeteria preparing uh, the communion, the elements for communion. And I went to my office and I began to pray and the uh, Lord led me a whole different direction. So I spent the day here yesterday and uh, here's what the Lord laid in my spirit that um, we have a lot of young Christians, a lot of people unchurched and communion is a very serious uh, part of our life as believers. And so I want to make sure that everyone in this house knows exactly what communion is all about. So uh, those that are watching by live stream or on television, I uh, would encourage you if you'd like to be partakers of communion and you have the bread or a juice of some sort in your home to go ahead and get that And at the end of this service. Um, I ask our church family here to be very attentive today. Um, It's a little bit different service than normal, uh, but there's some things here I believe that we need to learn. Would you stand with me this morning as I read God's word and the title is simply communion. Um, I kind of feel like maybe I need to apologize too because uh, the Lord laid in my spirit that there's been many times that we kind of rushed through communion. And uh, so if I'm guilty, and I think that I am, at times I apologize. I've already made it right with God, so I'll make it right with you. Uh, Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, we gotta forgive him. So let's look at what Paul is writing to the church of Corinth in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Uh, I'd like to begin reading with verse 23. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it. And he said, take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. That's very important right there. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also, he took the cup, and when he had supped, saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood, This do ye as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. Very important part. 
until he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. Wow, very serious. Verse 28, but let a man examine himself. This is not a time for me to examine you or you to examine me or someone beside of you. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves... We should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. Here we have Paul, and he's writing, and he clearly says that Christ discussed the Lord's Supper with him in a special revelation. He said, I bring to you what I've received. The meaning of the bread... Uh, note the exact words of Christ. He says, take and eat. This is my body. The bread, the bread represents or symbolizes his body. So when we partake that element this morning, it represents, it symbolizes his body. The cup, it was representing the blood of of Christ. Now let's go back. I want you to note the words which, which is broken for you refers to the death of Christ, the bruising of Christ, the suffering of Christ, and I could go on and on. And he says it was for you. It was for me. We should receive that this morning in a very personal way. He died for us. He was our substitute. Listen to Galatians chapter 3, verse 13. Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law and made a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. He says, this do in remembrance of me. That means to stir up our minds, to meditate on Christ, to go back and to dwell upon in our minds what the Lord actually gave for my salvation and for your salvation. And sometimes I believe we've been saved so long, we just kind of take it for granted and we don't really look back at the cost. So communion is a very important part of a believer's life. But also the Lord's Supper, it celebrates deliverance from sin by Christ's death. Every one of us in this house that are believers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we have been delivered by the penalty, from the penalty 
of sin that was in our life. What can wash away our sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Nobody else could have came and gave their life for a sinner like me and for like you. If you're thankful for the cross of Calvary and the blood of Jesus, give him a hand clap and somebody give him a shout of praise. Listen, it's not because our salvation hinges upon it because it doesn't, but it's a very serious and important part of our lives. So let's just take a few moments and examine how we should approach communion. And I believe after reading these verses, there is three directions with which we can look at communion according to these verses that I just read. So allow me to go back and let's look at the first way that we can look at this. And I'll repeat again verses 23 through 25. For I have received of the Lord that which I also delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus the same night in which he was betrayed, he took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and he said, take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. And after the same manner, also he took the cup. And when he had supped saying, this cup is the new Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. What is the new covenant? What is the new testament? In the old covenant, covenant, people could only approach God only through the priest and a sacrificial system. But Jesus' death on the cross brought in the new covenant or agreement between us and God. And Jesus bridged the gap between you, me, and God. Do you hear me? And now each one of us can personally approach God at any given time for our very own selves. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God that I don't have to go through a man that I can call upon God. And it's all because of Jesus coming to the cross and giving the perfect sacrifice that each one of us would have direct access to God Almighty. So communion, it says here in verse 25, in remembrance of me. So how can we look at communion? In what direction? Communion is a time uh, to look backwards. Uh, communion is a time of remembrance. Uh, it's a reminder that God has always uh, been there for his people. Not just when he came to the cross, but God has always always been there. He said in remembrance of me, so we should look at communion looking backwards. Uh, Adam and Eve uh, had to have the blood of an animal uh, spilled out to provide skins uh, to cover their sin and their shame. It's always been, Crystal, about the blood. Do you hear me? God has always been there. Even with Adam and Eve in the garden, he said do this in remembrance of 
of me. Noah and his family were delivered during God's judgment on earth. God has always been there. We need to look back. God was with Adam and Eve. God was with Noah and his family. Looking back, he said, in remembrance of me, God has always been there with the Hebrew children held in captivity and bondage in slavery for over 400 years. He said, do this in remembrance of me. But he said, for every one of you that have the blood of the lamb over your door mantle, he said, the angel of death will pass over. He said, do this in remembrance of me. It's always been about the blood. And before Jesus was crucified on the cross, God was still with us. Give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. Because of what Jesus did for us on the cross, we no longer have to be slaves to sin. The blood, nothing but the blood, hallelujah. We need to remember what the cost was. Oh, it's free for you and I. Salvation and eternity in heaven is free for you and I. But it costs Jesus everything. Can somebody say amen? So because of the new covenant of life that he brought, we can break the chains that hold us slaves to sin. Many of you this morning can remember in remembrance of me and look back and see where the chains in your life have been broken. But I'm sure there's others in the house that today could be your day that the chains can be broken through the word of God and receiving the elements that he has instructed us today. There is also healing in this meal. Do you hear me? And I believe that the Holy Spirit can move here today. He moved in my heart and changed the message that I thought that I had for today. And he did it for a reason. So I pray today that none of us would examine somebody else, but we would examine ourselves and look back to see where God has been with you through it all, through every situation. Because of what Jesus did for us on the cross, friends, my chains have been loosened and I've been set free and I'm not perfect and neither are you. But when we are saved, God looks down and he don't see the mess, he sees the blood of Jesus. And somebody ought to give him a hand clap and a shout of praise right there. Let's read verse 26. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he comes. So this verse tells us communion is not only a time to look back, as he said, do in remembrance, but it says till the Lord's death Till he come. So this verse is teaching us we look backwards, but we also look forwards. So this scripture tells us that Jesus is coming back someday. Not only this scripture, but there is all kind of scriptures that says that the Lord is coming back. Even the Lord himself says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. And if it were not so, I would have told you. And where I go, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again 
in and receive you unto myself that there where I am, there you may be also. So we're not only looking backwards where God has always been, but we're looking forward on the return of the Lamb of God, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Uh, somebody in the house say, I'm looking back, but I'm looking forward. Uh, is there anybody in the house uh, that can look back, uh, but can also turn and look toward uh, the eastern sky because your Redeemer draweth nigh? Somebody give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. The scripture tells us that he's coming back. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, don't get ready. Be ready. He's going to come back to judge all of his people. But he also, when he comes back, he'll share a sweet communion with all of us. This is what he said in Matthew 26 and 29. And man, it's got a hold of me. And Jesus said, but I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine until the day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Wow, can you imagine sitting down and taking communion with our Heavenly Father? And Jesus answered his disciples right here. He said, my friends, we'll all be together again. That's what he's teaching us right there. He said in God's kingdom, God's new kingdom. So very important when we share in communion. We proclaim not just his death, but everything that his death brought us. So when you partake of this communion today, we are not only celebrating his death, but everything that his death brought us. And you say, well, what did it bring us? It brought us salvation, first of all, foremost. It brought us salvation. So when you partake of this today, you need to dwell upon the fact and celebrate that his death brought you salvation. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is new, a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. What a newness. I, I'm not the same man that I used to be. He saved me. My goodness. When we partake of this, we need to realize that his death brought us cleansing from sin. So when you take the, the elements, just don't, just don't think, well, it's just a ritual that we do. The breaking of sin's power over us comes through this. Listen, in Romans 6, and excuse me, cleansing from sin in Hebrews 9 and 22, without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. So when you partake of this, celebrate the fact that you've been cleansed, that you have been washed, uh, you have been touched by God. Do you hear me? Also, the breaking of sin's power over us. The breaking of sin's power over us. Romans 6 and 14, for sin shall not have dominion over you. We need to celebrate that, man. I, I, I look back in my life, Bob, and there's some sin in my life that used to have a hold on me, but it has no dominion on me now. And it came from the, the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I, I don't know about you, but there's areas in my life I've been set free. Has, has, has God in the house uh, set anybody free? Man, we have a reason to celebrate. Do you hear me? His death brought us the promise of eternal life. In 1 John 2 and 17, the world and its desires pass away. But whoever does the will of God lives forever. My goodness, I'm going to live forever. Glory to God. 
And if you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, you can't say that. But before you leave today, you can by God's grace. So every believer in the house, when you come forward and receive the elements, uh, you ought to celebrate the fact that you're not going to die. That you are going to live forever. Amen. And then there's a promise of not only eternal life, but how about a full life while you're here on earth? Psalms 30, or 23 and 6 said, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You know, but you hear me say it? My, my new faithful song, uh, our favorite song is, All my life uh, you've been faithful. And I got to thinking about it yesterday, and I was praying, and I look back at situations in my life that, my friend, I'm telling you, I'm not proud of it. I could have been arrested. There have been situations I could have been killed. I, I could have died. And, and I look and, and, and things that happened back then that I didn't understand here, but I understand then, but I can look back now and say, man, all my life, surely the goodness and mercy of God have followed me all of my life. It looked like a, it, it was just a train wreck, but I can look back and honestly, God made that train wreck just to protect me. Am I the only one in the house uh, that, that can say, man, God, surely I can see now that your goodness and your mercy have followed me all the days of my life. And then I'm going to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Uh, anybody excited about living in the presence of God forever and ever and ever? Woo! So communion is a time to look backwards and to say, thank you, Lord. Can anybody in the house look backwards and say, thank you, Lord? Uh, I'm serious. Uh, can anybody in the house look back when, maybe when you didn't have a job and, and God provided and now you're, you're, you're living with uh, George Jefferson, uh, you done moved on up and, and you can look back and say, wow, God, I just want to thank you. Can, can anybody at Jewel City look back when your life was messed up from the floor up uh, and, and now you're sitting in church uh, and the blood of Jesus uh, has cleansed you and washed away your sins and God has used you and you can look back and say, wow, oh God, I just want to take a moment and thank you. Can anybody in the house, hey, maybe you've been sick and diseased and had cancer and then all of a sudden the bomb touched you and it healed you and you can look back and say, God, I thought I was going to die with a stroke, but God, you showed up and you touched me and you healed me. Oh my goodness. Woo! Woo! So when you take that element, when you partake of the elements, you celebrate the fact that you can look back and say, God, you've always been with me. Do you hear me? But also found in verse 26 tells us the direction that next that we should look. And it says in verse 26, for as often as you eat the bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. Wow. When that time comes, we will be in the presence of God, away from the turmoil and the troubles of this earth. You look around this earth, and brother, I can tell you, he can come at any time. Do you hear me? You look at Israel, what's going on, and we back Israel in our prayers, and we support Israel, but I'm telling you, Israel will not be destroyed because God is still in control, and God is on the throne. Do you hear me? 
because of what Jesus did on the cross and then because of what he did three days later. If what he did three days later had never happened, the cross would have been in vain. But on the third day, he arose. We don't serve a dead God. He's alive and well. We face eternity because of the resurrection. We face an eternity, those of us that believe, that is beyond imagination. And I thought of this, the new building, the Buzz Henderson Center, when God gave me that vision, I didn't have a clue what he was gonna do. And now I walk through that building and it wows me because God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly more than we can think or more than we can imagine. And I'm talking about a little rinky-dink building compared to what God has prepared for all of us. We can't even begin to imagine what heaven will be like. I have not seen nor ear has heard what God has prepared for them that love him. Heaven's not for everybody. Heaven is for those that love God. It's just not a corporate thing uh, across the globe. It's for everyone that humbles themselves and confesses their sins before a holy God and God has prepared a place for us to spend eternity. I can't imagine walking into heaven, Bob. You might even wear long pants there, I don't know. It, it'll snow and Bob will be there in heaven with his short pants on. I don't know what it's gonna be like, but I know the Lord's there. And I know my mom and dad and my grandparents, how many in the house can testify, you got some people waiting on you over there, huh? Then you know what, when you receive communion this morning and you take those elements, you ought to have at least be able to thank God that your mom and dad is in a prepared place. You ought to be able to at least thank God that your kids that died in the Lord and went before you are there in a prepared place. And let me tell you what else, you ought to be able to thank God that your prodigal children that are still in the world are coming out uh, through the name above every other name and you ought to be able to rejoice uh, and celebrate. Woo! Anybody got any children uh, out there in the world? Uh, you ought to stand up and just proclaim uh, my child's coming back. My child's coming home. Sirs, Sirs, stay with me. Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Repent and believe and you shall be saved and your household. You need to claim it. Claim it. Ooh. Oh my goodness, sit down, sit down, sit down. Huh? My hair's sticking up back there, I can feel it. I got the alfalfa thing going on. Huh? Woo! So when you take communion, we also look forward to receiving communion with Jesus someday. Communion is a time to look forward and say, come quickly, Lord. Come quickly. So I want to look at one more. It's pretty serious right here. Pretty personal. Let's look at verses 27 through 32 to get the last direction. We've looked back, we've looked forward. So let's find out what the last direction is that we look. 
Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself. And so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. Any guess here? Can anybody guess right now which direction we should look according to these verses? Inward. Isn't it easy to look at somebody else's faults? I had an Aunt Opal. If I say something about my sister, which I would never do. <laughs> she would say, if you don't have anything nice to say, go home. None of us have that problem, do we? Paul right here in these verses, you've got to remember, he's speaking directly to the Corinthians. So whatever their sin, their sins were, is bound to be what Paul means by unworthily. The Corinthians were guilty of partaking of the Lord's Supper. If you go back to verse 18 with a spirit of division, who is it in your life? Maybe in this room that you no longer speak to. In verse 19, if we go back, it's a spirit of like cliques and parties. And verse 20, a spirit of self-deception. Are we deceiving ourselves? Verse 21, a spirit of selfishness and indulgence. Is it all about us? In verse 21, also a spirit of drunkenness. I've known people to receive communion and just coming in with a hangover. Spirit of neglecting, verse 21, the poor. Verse 22, the spirit of irreverence and carelessness in protecting the sanctity of the church. Pretty serious. Communion is to be celebrated carefully and entered into spiritually ready Nothing about the wafer, nothing about the cup, the juice, nothing special about that. It's symbolic. Two symbols that represent something very real in Jesus Christ's sacrifice. It's not something to take lightly, and I've been guilty. Check off the box. When we don't realize this, we become Guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of Jesus. That's, that's pretty serious right there. If you really think about that, that's pretty serious. So we are told to examine ourselves. To have a humble and a repentant heart before we approach the table. Now listen, I don't say all this to scare everyone in the room. And you sit back and say, I'm not going to take communion. Because none of us are perfect. I say this because this is the instructions of God's word.
And this is a time, and, and because of so many people, used to we would come forward and receive communion and go to the altar, and we can't do that now because of so many people and the time that it would take. But I thought of this in my office yesterday. Each one of us, except the front row, you have the back of a chair that you're looking at. Make that your altar this morning. Ask God to forgive you of the sins in your life. Ask him to cleanse you. So communion is a time to look inward, inward and say, Lord, cleanse me. I encourage us all to pray this. Listen, and you can repeat it after me. In Psalms chapter 139, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. So there's an altar in front of you. If somebody would come to the piano, the deacons and those that are helping this morning would come and get prepared. How about every head bowed and every eye closed this morning? We've been talking about how to look at communion. So let me share with you who is qualified to take communion in this house. Communion is for all who believe in Jesus. If you're a believer, if you've asked Christ to forgive you of your sins, you qualify to take communion in this house. And I think it's very important to be at peace with others at your best. There's a couple in my life that will not have anything at all to do with me. And I have went to them and asked them to forgive me. So that's off my hands. So maybe this morning you just ask God, God, you know there's division and I ask you to forgive me and God make a way that I can work this out. If you ask him that with all sincerity, then I would say you feel free to partake of communion. So who else qualifies? I've had people ask me, what about my children? Let me be pastor for a moment and hear my heart. As a parent, you're to make tough decisions. So don't allow your children to receive communion that have no idea what they're doing. I know it's hard to tell your children no, but sometimes it's the best thing we can do for them. But if you feel like your child is of age and your child knows right from wrong and your child has made a commitment to the Lord, then your children, that's your decision. So as they begin to sing, deacons go ahead, the deacons go ahead and begin to serve. And everyone use that space that you're in as your altar. Those on the front row, 
Just use that space as your altar. And if there is anyone in the house that wants to come to this altar here, you feel free to do that. You know by hearing the word that Jesus died on a cross that he gave his blood and his body was broken for you. So right where you're at is every head is bowed and every eye is closed. Maybe you've never prayed and asked Christ to forgive you of your sins. I'm not going to come to you. I'm not going to make a spectacle. But right where you're at, would you slip your hand up and say, Pastor, today, just by slipping your hand up, would you? is there one in the house would slip your hand up and say, I'd like to ask Christ to forgive me of my sins here today. Is there one? Is there one this morning? I see that hand. Thank you. Somebody else? Somebody else? Somebody else? Every head still bowed? Every eye closed? Anybody else? That's right. The Lord's touching you. The Lord's touching you this morning. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Would you look right at me? The lady that raised your hand, look right at me and pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, today I ask you to forgive me of my sins. And from this day forward, I'll do my best to live my life for you. In Jesus' name I pray and amen. Do you have the elements with you? Yes, thank you. Thank you, Lord. I don't know, is, is there anybody else in the house? It's just, it's early, it's just take a moment, let the Holy Spirit speak to your heart. Don't put it off to tomorrow. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. You know, tomorrow's not promised to any of us. Is there somebody else would lift your hand and say, Pastor, today, I wanna ask Jesus Christ to forgive me of my sins. Is there another? Somebody else? and every head up and every eye open. In verse 24, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take, eat, this is my beloved body, which is broken for you, this do in remembrance of me. So think about that as you put that bread in your mouth, how his body was broken for each one of us. Go ahead and receive After the same manner, also he took the cup. And when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. So as you drink this, remember the blood of Jesus that was shed for each one of us. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. And I once was lost, but now I'm found. 
was blind, but now I see. When we've been there 10,000 years, bright shining as the sun, we've no less days to sing God's praise than when we first be let's sing that last verse again when we've been there 10,000 years bright shining as the sun we've no less days to sing God's praise than when we first be the church I grew up in, we would always end that. Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. Praise God, 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 praise God. Let's put our hands together. Bless the Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Jewel City Podcast. You can join us in person Sundays at 10 a.m. or 6 p.m. We have something for all people and all ages. Or join our live stream at 10 a.m. 